Hey, everybody. Welcome to Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Welcome. Uh, hey, tonight, it's the Dirt Bags of Comedy Showcase. So excited for all of the dirtiest of dirty people to tell jokes for you tonight here at MutinyRadio.fm. We're live and live streaming. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I am uh, backed by the amazing, everybody give it up for David Zunzu, run of the ones and twos in the back, genius at chess and magic. Uh, don't ask him about his black deck. It'll fuck you up. <laughs> no, you, he made one for me, and I murder seven-year-olds all the time, legally, playing magic. It's a fun game. I don't know if you know Magic the Gathering. It's fun. Uh, I play it with small children. I am a nanny. I get paid to hang out with small children for money. I get paid to touch baby decks for money. That's weird. <laughs> no, no, 18-month-old children. It's great because uh, women now in uh, San Francisco are not circumcising their baby's decks. I, I didn't understand what happened. I was like, I'm in the tribe, so like I got a covenant with Yahweh, and I'm like, yeah, chop off those baby's dicks, right? Like, You get them, and this, Yahweh can do whatever he wants. You can put them in a skin box. He can use them as croutons on his salad. Uh, he can put them on his fingers like olives. He can eat them right off. I don't know what God's doing with all his baby dicks. What I'm saying is I'm in the tribe and I'm cool with it. But since the 50s, all the Christian ladies are chopping off the tips of their baby sticks. And I say, why? Why? Why are you doing that? It's laziness, you see. It's like once they started the Betty Crocker mix, he just had to add two eggs. They couldn't clean out all that schmegma anymore, you guys. They just couldn't deal with their own baby sticks. It's okay. I touch a lot of babies' dicks. Here's the thing, an 18-month-old, you put him in a pool of water, he's gonna play with his own dick. It's gonna be clean. Don't worry about it. He's gonna handle it himself. Yeah, <laughs> he will. Little baby boys touch their dicks. It's great. I don't have to do it for him. Yay! But I do. And I learned a thing when I was being a nanny that on boys, you can wipe back to front, no problem. But with girls, you always gotta go front to back. Wow. Now, that was an interesting thing. I didn't even know. Here I am, a 20, well, now I'm 42, but as a 25-year-old woman, I continually went to the doctor. I don't know if this happened to you, ladies. I had, I, I, not IUDs, I had um, no urinary tract infections, UTIs. I had UTIs. I didn't have an IUD yet, but I had UTIs, and I couldn't figure out. It is a urinary tract infection, and I couldn't figure out why, why I was having them all the time. Like, I was constantly ha having to take antibiotics and this thing. And then they told me when I was 25, you have to pee after sex. And I was like, is that it? No, but I didn't even know. Here's the thing, though. It goes back. I was raised super Christian, and I went to the same high school as Brian Blanco, who just went into the bathroom. And the reason that we never met in high school is that... I wasn't allowed to go into the health education classes because I was so Christian that my mom wrote a note to the school district that said, my daughter, I don't want her to know about sex yet. And so they said, okay, <laughs> yay, Danville. So I had no idea until I was 25 that all of my, yeah, that I could have prevented that the whole time. What I'm saying is I took a lot of unnecessary antibiotics. Thank you, mom. <laughs> I totally, when the, when the world falls apart and no one can take antibiotics, it's mostly my fault because you gave so many to me for those, I, not IUDs. I have an IUD now. That's why I'm so fixated on it. It's a copper pool sweeper. Uh, it keeps out all the dead babies. Isn't that what pool sweepers are for? That you get them, keeps out all the dead babies. Copper pool sweeper, love it! Uh, I had one of these put in uh, a couple of years ago uh, because I realized that I'm an alcoholic and I don't ever want to have kids. Yay! I'm a responsible adult. 
Yay, when I got a DUI and they said, how are you gonna survive? I said, I'll never drive again. Yay, I'm a responsible adult, yay. I'm never gonna have a child mad at me. Here's the thing, I get really nervous in this new Trump America, right? Like, oh my God, they're gonna re- overturn Roe v. Wade. I was born in 1974. That's when Roe v. Wade came into existence. So I know that my mom had a choice of whether to keep me or not. And she chose for me to be here. So that's nice. Thanks, mom. But it was 1974. She had a choice and she chose to keep me. And well, her whole ducks were in a row. I have no ducks. You don't want me to have a kid because I love drinking on Tuesdays. Uh, that's just a thing. <laughs> and a day drinking on Saturdays. Tomorrow I have a plan at like 9 a.m. to have some whiskey in my coffee and then we'll see what happens. What? <laughs> it's gonna be a fun day. Uh, but if you make me have a baby right now in this new 45 administration America where they're starting to say that I can't make choices over my own body, even though I've been in it for 42 years, but ha ha ha, I'm dumb. I'm a woman. What do I know? I don't have thoughts or feelings of my own. Uh, but if I have to have a baby, I'm going to need some new tools so I can drill some holes in my boyfriend's trunk uh, so the baby can breathe while we're hanging out at the bar. <laughs> so, you know, I can't afford a babysitter, so I'm going to put the baby in a trunk with a sleeping bag. It's just going to be fine. It's sleeping, it's going to be fine. I'm going to be at the bar. I didn't want the baby, <laughs> America. Uh, so then I still have this thing, and it's five now or whatever, and it's in kindergarten. And I'm at some stupid parent-teacher conference, and the teacher says... Um, your child told us that you love alcohol more than it. And I'm like, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka, you dumb bitch. I did not want this kid. What are we doing here? It's a Tuesday. I should be at Bender's. Uh, And then it turns 12 and it starts doing ketamine. And I'm like, who's your dealer? (laughs) You can finally come with me to Burning Man. I'm going to get to know you. We can be friends. I can't wait. We're going to rebirth the universe together. Uh, and then it turns 15 and teaches me the cutest, just amazing thing that if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them from the mouths of babes. Genius. So it finally turns 17 and it dies of like one of those crazy speedball overdoses. It's like cocaine and heroin to the veins. Like, ah, 17 years. It's a 17 year late term abortion. That is the latest late-term abortion I could have ever had. It was your choice, America, to put it through rehab four times. It was your choice, not mine. I did not. I just want to drink on Tuesdays. Can I get, is that okay? Hey, welcome to the comedy. What? This is a hey, is dirt bags of comedy nights, what I'm telling. McGrosses, we want to hear McGrosses jokes. I don't like getting banged from behind. People ask me, they're like, oh, you're 42, you're an older lady now. What's your least favorite body part? First, that's a wrong question to ask a woman, but fine. I don't feel like yet when I wave bye-bye that I have the bye-bye arms, you know, the part that waves bye-bye after. It's like bye-bye, bye-bye. And I'm not too sad about my tummy or my tushy, but I do hate my tushy because it's my butthole. (laughs) It looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's meaty. It's like a bunch of worms trying to escape a hungry robin. I haven't even had a baby. <laughs> like, what is going on back there? Alcoholism, yay! What are the gifts? One of the gifts. Uh, my beautiful boyfriend has a cousin who makes incredible jewelry, and she had some earrings she made for me that were of her own butthole. And they look like these tiny little, just darling little flowers. And I didn't know if she iced her butthole first or what she did. But if you made, you couldn't make an earring out of my butthole, it'd have to be a brooch. Like, it would be really big, you know, like it would be... <laughs> 
and be like, yeah, he's got instruments. That's your headliner stumbling in since we're talking about dirty, gross things. Uh, I, are we, is it, is it too dirty? Do you guys know what a moon cup is? Are you? No. Um, so I, uh, it's, we're going to, we just ended a full moon and I'm about to have my period. Uh, moon cup is this weird piece of silicone that you stick inside your vagina and it scoops up to your cervix and it collects all the blood so that you can like be a normal person and not bleed all the time. You know, it's like, whatever. Anyways, so I had one of them and I was using it for six years. Don't use your moon cup for that long. And I went to pull it out and the handle fell off. And so now I have this like thing stuck inside me and it's up against my cervix and it's like, and as I'm bleeding more, like it's getting stuck. I don't know if you guys know about physics, but like as space and time. Okay. So I can't get it out and I'm reaching in there and I can't get it out and I can't get it. And I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I'm crying. I'm freaking out. And I'm like, okay, just wait eight hours and everything's going to be okay. Like if you wait eight hours and you can just, you'll pee it out or something will happen. Eight hours happens, something happens. So then I just start drinking excessively. I don't know what to do. Uh, and I end up calling my ex-boyfriend because he's familiar with the crash site. And I didn't know who else to get in there to spelunk, you know, the... Anyway, and he's a drummer in a metal band, so I'm like, who else to grab out the the, <laughs> the bloody mess? So uh, I hang out with him. It's three in the morning. He finally gets out of work. We get back to my house. I'm crying. He takes uh, the, the things in the kitchen that are... <laughs> those things, the tongs, and we put, we put a plastic bag over them, and then we put Vaseline all of them, we try to use them as a speculum to like open my vagina to like reach in and pull out this thing that's stuck to my, it's not happening, it's not working, so I go to bed crying, I set an alarm for 6.30, I'm like, oh my god, at 6.30 in the morning, I'm gonna have to go to the hospital and just be embarrassed and have them take this thing out, it's gonna be fine, but instead, I wake up in the morning, and I start peeing, and I push, and I feel like I'm having a baby, I push, and I kind of feel it, I'm like, ha, 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 so I start screaming, ha, ha, and he comes around and I get up on top of the tub and I'm hanging on to the curtain rod and I'm breathing. He's in the bathtub and I'm and I'm pushing and he reaches in and he pulls a and it was like a literal bloodbath. <laughs> and it was so great because he was a drummer in a metal band so it was not a problem at all. But it was like literally, there's still some on the ceiling that I leave there just so I know, just so I know what love is. You know, like I can't, oh, it's so gross. Okay, that is my dirtbaggiest moment. Thank you guys very much for having I, uh, Yeah, thank you for clapping at my dirtbag. I'm sufficiently scared the lovely ladies in the corner. Welcome to the dirtbags of comedy here at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. We sing a little song and then we'll get started. If you know how it goes, sing along. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. I gotta get a vaporizer. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You wanna come inside my clubhouse? Yay! 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 Your first comedian of the evening is such a dirtbag. He's all the way from India. He is an untouchable. He is an untouchable dirtbag from India. It's incredible. Put your hands together, everybody, for Neil Doss! Good evening, good evening. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Neil Das. Let that just sink in for a bit. All right, so I came here uh, a while back, and honestly, uh, it's been it's been uh, it's been like I uh, it's it's been like I've been conned by America all these years. 
because uh, my perception of american women was mostly through tv shows like uh, desperate housewives or how i met your mother right and so everyone's fucking julie's fucking julie's mom's fucking and so for me it was like bro you come and then you'll be coming you know in them on them outside them so that's the message i got right so i came here and they didn't tell me that they were fucking tall hot white men that part just completely evaded but uh so another another reason why i felt i was conned by america was because the day i got my visa approved to come here the day i go back home i turn on the telly and this orange turd is announcing his candidacy the day i got it approved because i i mean i i wanted to come here because of obama's america but i never thought you would, you guys would fuck yourself so badly uh anyway so uh one uh, i've been in san francisco for a while and uh i've seen uh, all sorts of homeless and uh th- i mean i i i i i don't understand the term homeless because uh, back home in india we don't have the homeless uh if someone asks you for change they are beggars like straight up like th- th- there's no there's no political correctness or like any, any like the disenfranchised the underprivileged just straight up beggar so anyway uh so i have like three carrot categories of uh, homeless who are my favorites uh uh the the ones who shoot up heroin and they're just lying on the side of the road they're just chilling you know they're like they're like my favorites cuz you know they're not bothering anyone they're just having a good time chilling so they're nice but then there'll be the guys with the the chicken wings and the beer they're also nice you know no worries but then there'll be these neat freak ocd hobos all right so they'll have they'll have they'll have us uh, they'll be sweeping the street while you're walking so i mean but i mean i i feel for them but you know so it's, it's a little weird it's a little weird so uh i'm going to tell you this, all the this story and you have to tell me who the asshole is in this all right so i i live with a roommate and uh, he's got he's got a tv and a chromecast hooked up to it so the thing is i have 80 gb of porn in my one drive account uploaded because i pay for 1 terabyte i'm going to utilize every kilobyte i'm not going to wait i'm going to i'm not going to waste even a single single byte so so i'm like so so he leaves home all right so i i i so i i hook up my phone to the chromecast and i'm casting 80 gb of porn every time and the thing is this guy he's got his daughter's photos in the chromecast as a screen saver so whenever you're not using it and when you stop chromecasting his his daughter's uh, photo photo like lights up the screen immediately after you're done so i finished fapping i'm sitting on a couch with aloe and a tissue and his daughter staring at me standing on the same couch i just fapped on <laughs> immediately after i stopped chromecasting but he gives me a lot of shit if i if i don't do the dishes so you guys tell me who the asshole is in this story <laughs> all right thank you so much that was my time neil does everyone who is the asshole fapping just so you guys ladies know fapping is when you come fapping is the new word for they the boys they fap 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 That's what that is. Just if you didn't know about that. I only know that cuz one of my friends wrote a song called Fapping an Acid. And it was like fapping an acid, fapping an acid, fap fap fap. And I was like, "What is fapping?" And she's like, "It's" And I was like, "Oh, that makes so much sense." <laughs> I finally know what those kids lingo, what they're what they're saying. Yay! Neil Das. Yay! 
How many cat people do we have in the audience right now? Yeah, cat people! I am a crazy cat lady! Uh, I only have one, but um, but I'm not, no, but I'm crazy not in the way you, I want to take my cat and I want to shave him and I want to knit a sweater out of his fur and I want to make him wear it. Yeah, I do. I want to make him wear his own sweater out of his own fur. Fuck yeah. I want to take my hair and roll it into a leash and then take him outside on a hair leash with his own sweater on. Crazy cat lady. I do masturbate with my cat. I do. I don't. My cat masturbates against me. He, he gets his special. He has his. He has. He likes these special, uh, fluffy things. Anyways, so he'll. And he gets up against me. And you touch him. Well, this one time, I flipped him over and I saw his kitty crayon, and a little bead of wetness came out to the end of it. No, it's for realsies. And then it went. You know what cat cum smells like? Nothing. Cat cum smells like nothing. I'm telling you, I sniffed it. I sniffed my own sheets. Cat cum smells like nothing. I've sniffed it. Anyways, I was getting finger banged by my boyfriend, and my cat didn't just sniff his fingers. He licked them. Meaning that my cat fucking loves me. <laughs> or women really do taste like tuna. <laughs> Either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. It's, his, it's our specialty. He eats. He only eats raw fish. You know what I'm saying? But it's none of that. It's none of that white shit. None of that albacore. Only ahi, dark and purpled with age. I'm 42. It gets. You masturbate for this long. It gets weird. Your next comedian loves cats. Yes. Give it up for cats and your next comedian, everybody. Cassandra Inglesby. Yay. <laughs> So my shirt says, uh, I fucked your girlfriend. Uh, so it's maybe true, uh, you don't know. Um, so I think it might be a, um, a sex addict. Uh, my partners are always, uh, have to spritz me with cast repellent. They're like, down, no, no sex for you. Um, yeah, uh, um, and then, so I have the ability to like always walk in, in and catch my roommate masturbating. Uh, and he never lets me help, and it's really disappointing. <laughs> um, uh, let's see what else. Uh, so I have this like strange relationship with uh, with my shower. Um, I only really take a shower if my hair is like super greasy, uh, or if I need to masturbate. That's like, the only time I take a shower. So that's it's if I don't. It's I'm very dirty, so it's why. Um, and uh, so then um, uh, I, I masturbate, uh, you know, when I, I usually like think about like being abducted by aliens or something. Um, but uh, sometimes, you know, you need porn to watch. So I, I got a waterproof phone. I bought a waterproof phone. Um, and uh, let's, so I had this project um, where I would write romantic love letters and like leave them all over the city. Uh, and uh, they would say, uh, hey, Brett, or like common male name, uh, like Chauncey. Um, you, you forgot your blowjob last time. If you still want it, email me your dick pic. At want you right now, but too afraid to say hi at gmail.com. It's a real email address. If you want to send your dick pic, go ahead. I really don't know what I'm going to do with all the dick pics uh, I'm going to 
get, I'm probably gonna get like thousands of dick pics. All these, ugh, all these dick pics. Uh, I think I might <laughs> make a, a website out of them called like Dicks of San Francisco or, or something. Uh, oh, oh, or, or make paper dolls out of them. Um, like this uncircumcised one looks like post-French Revolution Marie Antoinette. Uh, so I do a lot of uh, you know weird projects um, like for my grandfather's funeral uh, I made a sign that said uh, Paul is now pulling God's finger and it was on the uh, family's house uh, and um, at the funeral um, I put a tiny top hat on my grandfather's corpse before we shut the casket uh, and then uh, when we were burying him when the when the rabbi was like throwing Israeli dirt onto the grave uh, I decided to sing songs uh, and here was a song that I sang is a uh, uh, somewhere over the rainbow grandpa looks down as we're freaking out the rabbi, lowering grandpa in the ground. Yeah, so I think my grandpa would have loved that he had that kind of sense of humor. Uh, um, yeah, uh, um, so I, I, um, I think it might be a supervillain. Yeah, I think I have this idea that I think it might be a supervillain. Um, I have, uh, so I think my exes just keep dying. Yeah, I, I, that's, um, but, uh, or they become obsessed with me. So I think I might have like radioactive like pussy powers or something, uh, and, and I'm a squirter, so this front zone is a is a splash zone. Uh, so watch out, you might you might come obsessed with me. Um, but I I also <laughs> think that uh, I'm a supervillain because I spent some time in a psych ward. I spent some time in a psych ward. I I decided it would be a good idea to take uh, three handfuls of sleeping pills uh, just to see what would happen. Uh, and um, but it wasn't it was only like three pills because I have like sized hands I was <laughs> so uh, uh, so what happened was uh, um, about like 20 or so uh, EMTs like rushed into my apartment and I'm like I've seen this scenario before uh, you know muscular men wearing uniforms come into an apartment with a girl that's drugged tired down to a stretcher this is a porn, I'm in the porn, I'm about to have a gangbang, this is what's going on. Uh, so I'm in the stretcher and the, I'm being banged left and right in the elevator and these, I'm like, these guys are amateurs, amateurs. Uh, and then so uh, I decided to record this post, you know, this, this situation and I took my phone out and I take a selfie of this, of me dying uh, and being banged around by these EMTs. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you can find that on my Instagram if you want. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have to you have to document everything, uh, even your uh, dying moments. So uh, that's how, that's how you want people to remember you is uh, with your face all weird and your eyes are all yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'm in the ambulance, and then the EMT and the ambulance was, uh, he kept talking about some woman he hated, and then like would lean over and then like touch my, you know, touch my leg, and he's like, uh, 
you know, he's like, oh, you know, not, not you, hon, not you, Jan. And then he's like, here, suck on this tube. And so he shoves some white tube in my mouth. And he's like, yeah, suck on this. And it was this black charcoal stuff. Um, and it was like this, uh, you know, and, like, and I started vomiting, like this black liquid, like a squid. So I'm, like, this whole situation then turned into a hentai. So that's why I was in a hentai. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then at, at the psych ward, it was kind of like a, a toddler bed and breakfast. Um, all we did was uh, eat, sleep, and do crafts. Um, and then the glitter came out, and everyone's just like, glitter! Glitter! Yeah! Uh, and <laughs> uh, so, I, I'm, you know, glitter is a cure for uh, depression. We need, you know, before, the, you know, you have all these suicide lines, and you're like, oh, talk about your feelings, talk about what's going on. But it's like, no, just send people glitter. And so, you know, to send people glitter to make them happy. Happy, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, and then I learned that yeah, they're very good at uh, fighting against Nazis. The uh, glitter bombs are very good. They use them in Berkeley. Then the, during the riots, they just throw glitter at people. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So and then uh, so at the. At the hospital, it was kind of like you wore the little footy socks, and uh, you weren't allowed to have sharp objects. And uh, um, they, the, the nurses were like attached to the um, the wall, uh, like uh, like robots, like like from the Jetsons or something like that. They were like malfunctioning. They're just like, take your pills here, take your pills here, take your pills. And that, that well, yeah. So that was my experience in the psych ward, uh, <laughs> and then that's why I think you know might be a super villain. Um, yeah. So uh, I uh, I've dated a crackhead. Uh, so I lived in the Tenderloin, and so there's not really a lot of you know options in the Tenderloin. So I dated a crackhead, um, and so I learned I learned um, uh, three things from dating a crackhead. Um, when you're in the hood, you have to keep your f your head down and your phone away, uh, especially while giving head. Yeah, uh, uh, and uh, fist bumps. Uh, fist bumps are preferred to high fives, uh, but both should be avoided while playing with his balls. Uh, and then, if you see him go down in a dark alley, keep your head up and your mouth shut. This will protect your own neck while he's eating your pussy. So uh, I, I'm Cassandra Inglesby. Thank you. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Now we know what it's like to have crack in the tenderloin. Dirtbag comedy here. Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse. Yay! You're like the most excited. You have so much energy for, uh, I would never call you depressed. Like our next comedian, I would. I would call him that because he calls himself that, even though he's smiling too much to even be that. But here he is. He's my favorite suicidal dirtbag. He is my favorite... Here we are. I actually went to high school with this guy, uh, and all our in the yearbook, our our faces are always kitty corner or up and down from each other because I'm Benjamin and he's Blanco. So there we were, 40, 25 years ago. You going to the you going to the thing this year? You going to the hell? No, you're not going to the 25 reunion. Fuck though. I know it's like 150 dollars at the fucking Black Hawk deep car bullshit. Fuck you, rich people. You have to buy your own drinks too. It's so stupid. We were we grew. Up in Danville. I don't know if you guys have. You grew up in Danville too. You're a black guy. We went to San Ramon. We're both graduated '92. De La Salle. What year did you graduate? Do you know Timothy Pizza? I'm sorry. We're at. Oh my God. Okay, that's right here. Thank you. You came for Timothy Pizza. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. We're sorry. Danville times. Danville times. You guys are gonna love. Yeah. You're gonna love your next comedian because he is Danville as fuck. I think he still lives in San Ramon. Put your hands together for Brian Blanco! Dude, that's right. I'm Blanco, and I'm the guy that can't afford to go to his high school reunion. <laughs> 
Fuck yeah, that is so great. You're from Danville too? Oh shit. Blackhawk is the richest area. My high school reunion fucked me so hard, you guys. Cause they were like, we're gonna have a reunion from a very rich town. If you guys don't, do you guys know where Blackhawk is? Okay, it's a very wealthy community in the East Bay. Okay, and they are killing it out there. They are all the dot-com millionaires. They are rich as fuck out there. And they all decided E-40 lives in Blackhawk. Yes. Dude, E-40 is a famous rapper. He's like the... He, He's like basically the B-movie version of 50 Cent. <laughs> like, and E-40 is a fucking baller, and they are so rich in Danville, and all my high school reunion people are killing it so hard that they decided, like, it's $150 to come to the high school reunion. Right? And I'm like, holy shit, I didn't go to college. I decided to become a stand-up comedian, <laughs> which means I get paid nothing to go out every night and chase my dreams and all I would be able to do is show up at my high school reunion and be like I am here I am living my comedy dream <laughs> that's all I could do I could be like I'm at mutiny on Friday night <laughs> but you know what this is great because this is dirt bags of comedy right and I really do I love everybody in this room because there is not one person in this room that I have unfriended on Facebook. <laughs> this is the shit. Like, you know you are surrounded by good people when. <laughs> like, because, like, I, I'll do some jokes in a second, but I got to tell you guys. <laughs> like, David Stolowitz, how old are you, sir? 34. 34. Fuck yeah. Griffin Daly, how old are you? Six, <laughs> 68. <laughs> He's actually only 43. <laughs> but after five years of doing comedy with a bunch of 23-year-old millennials, dude, he's got all that gray hair. <laughs> Give it up for fucking Griffith, dude. <laughs> Like, stand-up comedy is hard when you're an old person. <laughs> like, because, like, I go out here, I had a brilliant Three's Company joke <laughs> that I followed with a brilliant Leave It to Beaver joke. Okay, I had a whole great joke about Leave It to Beaver. May it clap your hands if you know who Leave It to Beaver is. <laughs> Right? You guys know who Leave It to Beaver is. And I used to watch Leave It to Beaver, and my dad was the nicest guy in the world. He only beat me twice. <laughs> and both times I had it coming. But one day, my dad got me good, and he was like, son, this is going to hurt me more than this is going to hurt you. <laughs> and he, and he like was like, he gave me a choice if I wanted the flat end of the belt buckle or the part that had the metal on it. <laughs> right and like he was a sympathetic dude so he gave me the flat end and my dad actually cried when he was beating me right because my dad was a beautiful man no okay i should tell you guys what i did <laughs> me and my brother stole the earth mover <laughs> Yeah, you know what an earth mover is? It's a giant fucking tractor, okay, that digs giant holes in the earth if you're going to build a pool. Okay, and my neighbors were installing a pool, Natalie Nelson. Okay, Natalie Nelson ended up, she's a WWE diva now. Right? Like, yeah, you know what the WWE diva? So Natalie Nelson... Okay. 
yeah, Natalie Nelson is now Natalie Eva Marie. Okay, so she dyed her hair red, and like, so she's famous too. So they were building a pool, okay? Natalie, super famous, WWE. And we, me and my brother, were looking at the Earth Mover one day, and we were like, holy shit, they left the keys in the Earth Mover. <laughs> my brother's 11, I'm nine, <laughs> okay? And like, I don't know, I was nine, I didn't grow a lot in school, and my little brother, my older brother, had to do the steering wheel, and I had to do the the gas and the brakes <laughs> okay like because we we're dude it was like a cartoon scene yeah my like i was down here doing the brakes with my hands and my older brother was standing on my shoulders tearing the thing this is gonna be a disaster right we drove it right into the nelson's backyard took out their fence and the earth mover landed in the bottom of the pool they were digging <laughs> So when my dad asked me if he was going to give me the flat end of the bell or the steel end, you understand, right? <laughs> Dad's actually a great guy. <laughs> but having three fucking kids that are going to decide to go steal an earth mover and destroy a neighbor's backyard, you're going to beat your fucking kid. <laughs> Holy shit, I forgot my point. <laughs> I was going to go somewhere else with that. <laughs> May I have your first name, please? Trisha, thank you so much, Trisha. I love you, Trisha. That's right. Leave it to Beaver. So after I stole the earth mover and drove it into the neighbor's pool they were digging and my dad beat me, I watched Leave it to Beaver. And if you ever watch Leave it to Beaver, they have this thing where if the neighbors fuck up, they're like, oh shit, I fucked up. My dad's going to clobber me, right? And if you ever watch Leave it to Beaver, you understand that like Leave it to Beaver was the most progressive show ever on TV. Okay, because the whole point of Leave it to Beaver is that Beaver fucks up in a multitude of ways just as equally as I did, and Ward Cleaver never beats the fuck out of him. <laughs> right? Leave it to Beaver is the most progressive show on TV in 1955. <laughs> and that's why it sucks being fucking a 43-year-old comedian with a bunch of 19-year-olds because you guys at least understood the reference. <laughs> Thank you. Like, I decided to chase my dreams at 37 years old. I've been doing comedy for six years. And this has been a beautiful ride, you guys. I got to say, and we have a lot of dirt bags here tonight. And now I'm going to give you my favorite joke because <laughs> you guys earned it. Like, okay, like, San Francisco, I am a recovering redneck, you guys. I used to live up in the mountains because I checked out of society after I didn't go to high school. I lived in the mountains. And I came back to the Bay Area, and this is the most politically correct city in the world. Thank God for that. Okay, because we could have, like, if we would have all, as a human species, gotten on the same page with loving each other 500 years ago, we could have averted a lot of tragic things in human history, right? I'm going to give you guys exhibit A in my argument, Christopher Columbus. 
right he was a very vilified figure in history okay but i did some research about christopher columbus the other day and i found out two fucked up facts about medieval spain where christopher columbus comes from fucked up fact number one they would burn you at the stake if you were gay fucked up fact number two everybody thought the world was flat Okay, and so that actually means, yeah, there's still a flat earth society, and Christopher Columbus was one super progressive dude that was just like, listen, boys, we are not going to take this anymore. <laughs> we are all going to get on this boat, all 300 of us men, and we are going to keep sailing and sailing. Like, I googled that shit, you guys. There was not one woman on any of those boats. Like, like, okay, like he named those boats the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. <laughs> what could be more fabulous than that? <laughs> like, if you don't know what I'm trying to say here, you can Google a picture of Christopher Columbus later and tell me that dude with his powdered wig and his high heel shoes was not a power bottom. <laughs> Okay, like what I'm trying to say here is Christopher Columbus might not have been sure whether or not the world was flat, but he was damn sure it wasn't straight. <laughs> like, dude, the guy, like he didn't want to commit genocide at all. He just wanted to create the world's first gay cruise liner. <laughs> I got so thrown off there because that was the best reaction to a joke I've ever heard before. <laughs> he just sat there and went, mow, mow, mow. Oh, dude, thank you so much. What is your name, sir? Scott Ho. We're going to be a family by the time I get the light here. <laughs> Scott Ho, you're my brother from another mother. I fucking love you, sir. How old are you? Older than me. That means you were born before 1970, Paul? Born in the 60s. Born in the 60s. Give it up for Scott Hall. Born in the 60s. So you must... Okay, so everyone in here, let's play. You guys want to play a game? Okay, the reference game. Okay, so young people are going to get the references. Or, like, let's play a game with references and old people will not get that we will. Okay. Alfred Hitchcock? Yay. Fuck yeah, we all love Alfred Hitchcock. Let's go the other way. SpongeBob Square. Fuck, I missed the SpongeBob SquarePants train. I never got in on that because that was produced after 1990, the first time I did LSD, so I never, <laughs> I never, Ren and Stimpy. I gotta, like, a lot of people in here laughed on LSD. Make some noise in here if you've ever done a hallucinogenic drug. Eve, you've done a hallucinogenic drug, young lady? Me too, for the first time the other day. Because, yeah, I'm a lifelong weed smoker, okay? Like, and the only reason I ever did it was because I didn't graduate high school, and I'm like, fuck you, I'm doing everything illegal from here on out. <laughs> so I used to smoke weed because it made me happy, but it was against the law. There was a part of it where I could stand outside a venue and be like, fuck you, Mr. Man, I smoke marijuana. You know what I mean? So they legalized marijuana, and that took all the fun out of it. 
right? Like, it's kind of like, it's been like such a thing for so long. It's like Jennifer Aniston is still a very attractive woman. Okay. I was jerking off to her in 1992. Now I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's what marijuana became to me. So... <laughs> Right? So as soon as it became legal, I had to go find something to do with my time. So I went and I got an eighth of psilocybin mushrooms. Okay, right? Mushrooms? So make some noise if you've done mushrooms before. You guys enjoyed it. I did not. Okay? Because I was by myself. Apparently, you need a guide. <laughs> okay? I was all by myself and depressed, and I was like, Joe Rogan says mushrooms are going to make me happy. <laughs> so, so I went and I got in the shower. Okay? Like, because I started getting sweaty and icky. You guys know how when it's first kicking in, you start sweating and getting icky. So I decided I'm going to take a lukewarm shower. And the water was flowing down my body and it was all multicolored and shit. And as it was flowing down my body, I had a thought I had never had before in 43 years. I hate all my body hair. <laughs> like, that's a real thing. I was like, dude, this is like it's icky and gross. And I had a razor in the shower that I was supposed to use for my face. And it started small, you guys. Like, it smarted like a small invasion. And I just started shaving the hair on my ankles, and I shaved up to here. And, like, it felt all smooth, and I was on mushrooms, and I was like, this is the way life is supposed to be. <laughs> so I kept going. And I kept shaving my whole body, you guys. Like, I shaved my armpit hair. <laughs> which made me immediately doubt feminism <laughs> because I was like, this feels great. Oh my God. It's a hot day in the summertime and the wind is blowing through my armpits and I'm all cooled down and there's no hair to trap it. This is great. <laughs> so I just kept going and I shaved everything. At one point I was going like this. <laughs> And I was feeling things out left. I was feeling things out right. <laughs> and in case anyone in this room doubts this story, it doesn't grow back. <laughs> like, it's still kind of like there's little spots. It doesn't happen. And this is mushroom logic, though. It <laughs> Yes, I guess like that's the thing is if I was a man, if I was a woman, I could shave all my body hair and not feel worse about my gender and not howl at the moon as soon as it turns midnight. <laughs> but that's great. Like, yeah, but the, I realized the whole reason I'm a balding 43 year old comedian. And the only reason, this is mushroom logic, that I shaved all the hair on my body was because I wanted to punish my forehead just once. I wanted them to know what it's like <laughs> to have no hair up there. All right. <laughs> San Ramon, how do you like living in Blackhawk considering that you have a mullet and you shave the sides of your head? Dude, how many times have the police stopped you on Blackhawk? Well, I don't think I have. Because <laughs> I can run fast. <laughs> I live in the city. I live in the city. I was 
Okay, so he knows how to conduct himself. Okay, I'm from the suburbs. Okay, like I'm from the suburbs, and when I first started doing, right. So when you first started coming to the city, like I'm sure you found yourself in scary neighborhoods occasionally, right? And when I first started to come into the city, I didn't know how to conduct myself when I was in a scary neighborhood like Sixth Street. Like I was like that. My first comedy show I did down in the city was 222 Hyde. They were like the San Francisco Comedy Cellar. They had this prestige name for it. No, it's actually right in the Tenderloin where they're selling things that people have stolen on the streets. And I don't know how to conduct myself when I was in a bad neighborhood, but I figured it out, you guys. If you don't already know, I know the secret. You just have to be crazier than everybody in that neighborhood. Right? So when I'm in a bad neighborhood and I see someone coming crazy at me, I know right what to do. I just drop everything and just go, bitch! I should have killed her when I had the chance! This is my street corner! This is my street corner! What the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away! (laughs) (laughs) That's all you gotta do. It's so easy. I will in a different way because that trick works miracles in the tenderloin. You know where it doesn't work? Blackhawk. <laughs> yeah, some guy came at me. He was like, Do you know how to get to Safeway? And I was like, The sky is green. I told you already. The police were there within an hour, dude. It was amazing. I don't think I can do much more than that with you guys. Thank you, Pam, for having me. This is so much fun. Brian Blanco, everyone. Yes. Yay. He didn't even do any of his suicide jokes. Ah, I can't believe it. Yay. Oh, did we scare them away? It's just, it's, they, they get it. It's, I should, he's, the next guy is single. He's the hot old single guy. No, you don't want to date the hot old single comedian? Uh, I can chase him down the street. He is hot and he is old and he's our oldest dirtbag here tonight. Uh, I don't, we call you, I, 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 you asked to be on the show. I'm like, I guess he could be considered a dirtbag. I mean, I guess he talks about touching young women all the time, but they're always 18. So it's totally like consensual and shit. So I don't think I have a problem. I don't think that's dirtbaggish at all. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no one's ever called the police on him yet I don't think maybe twice you have jail stories anyways you guys are gonna love your next comedian put your hands together for our favorite old dirt bag Griffin Daly hello dirt bags. I'm in good company tonight room full of dirt bags oh lovely 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 yeah we could have a fucking conversation now or something. Oh, what were we talking about? What was it? What? He was asking about alcohol. Oh, I know. Not allowed to do it, right? Not allowed in there anymore, is it? Yeah, that's why I heard it. That's why I heard it. Why don't you get a fucking license, a beer license? How much? Well, that's your answer. You'd make a lot more fucking money if you were selling beer in there, wouldn't you? You would. There you go. Uh, place would be full every night, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Uh, uh. 
Oh, this is very dirtbaggy tonight, isn't it? Where's all the birds then? There's no fucking women in here except Pam and that one. This is a nice one. Hello, darling. Yeah. Uh, fucking show last week up in the mountains. I couldn't believe these people. Uh, this woman comes up to me after the show. She goes, oh, Griff, uh, you're um." She goes, you're a funny old geezer. She says, I'll tell you what. She says, I'll spend a night with you for a $1,000. I said, oh, lovely. I said, but I don't need a thousand dollars. Maybe a slut, but I'm not a hooker. Uh, <laughs> well, mountain people are different, man, you know. Uh, she was good looking, though, but, you know, I was too fucking tired anyway. <laughs> uh, getting old, mate. Old, old, old. I don't give a fuck though, really, you know. I'm still a dirtbag. <laughs> eh? He never fucking sits and watch my set, that Zach, does he? he uh, always goes out. When I fucking come on, he goes outside. <laughs> I know, that's probably what it is, yeah. yeah. So I was in London a couple few weeks back, you know, visiting all the old mob. Uh, all my old buddies I used to go shoplifting with in Berlin, you know, in the fucking pub. In walks my ex-wife, the first one. Do I even need a microphone in here? I'll keep it anyway, because it's on the air, right? Yeah. She goes, oh, Griff, look at you. She said, how handsome you used to be. I said, what the fuck? Oh, I'm trying to control my, my missus is like, don't take the bait, you know. And she goes, so, um, oh, Griff, she said, do you, uh, do you still get it up? I said, not for you. <laughs> Ugly old bat, you know. Well, you know, when they're fucking 16, 17, they're gorgeous, right? When they're 60 fucking five, mate. Woo! Wrinkly. Don't like wrinkles, you know. She said, um, she knows my missus, right? She said, yeah, she's, she's 51. She said, you'll be dumping her soon, won't you? I said, come on. I said, you're old enough to be her mother. She said, no, I'm only 13 years older than her. I said, well, there you go. <laughs> I fucking know. <laughs> I know what she was up to when she was 13. But I was trying to be, you know, uh, trying to be a nice guy to the ladies, you know, trying to get on with all this feminism shit, you know. I said, uh, I, I said, um, your hair looks great like that, babe. She goes, yes, these days um, I often put my hair back. I said, what, well, back in the drawer? <laughs> Can I sit down? I'm fucking old, so I'm going to sit down. Uh, I'm drinking fucking tea. Can you believe it? Tea, fucking tea, what the fuck's the matter with me? No, alcohol's making me fucking ill. No, it is. I've had to, I've had to take it easy for a bit, you know. I'm getting the veins and all that shit. Well, that's, that's when you're getting poisonous, when you get all those little spines, little, little fucking veins in my nose, shit, you know. Yeah, on the chin, yeah. I had a shave the other day and I see these little spider veins. Watch it, you know. Don't want the old liver bursting on you, do you? You know what I mean? No insurance, fucking shit. I ain't giving those cunts my money. Fuck them in the neck. Uh, 
So she gets fucking spiteful, the message, you know, the old one, the old, the next one. She, <laughs> now they get that look on their face, like, when they're angry with you, you know. You're good at guessing games, Griff. See if you can get this one. Guess which one of the kids is yours. Laugh at her old tits off, you know. But it was the 60s, 70s, 80s. It's a different time, man, you know. Everyone was fucking around. Pam remembers. Or the, eight, or the 80s. You remember the 80s? Hell yeah. Of course you do, baby, yeah. That was fun, though, you know. Everyone was shaking around. I had fucking five kids on that block, just not the ones I paid for, you know. <laughs> and, uh, they, what do they call it? They called it the sexual revolution. And I'll tell you, if you were born during that time, 1968 to 1988, you don't know who your daddy is. Fucking tell you. You don't, you don't know, man. Could have been me. It was up here in the 80s. Hey, you're all too old for that. What? My mum was not that No. <laughs> and you're too old anyway. For that period, you know. <sighs> I can smell it. Who's fucking... They're all smoking outside. It's wonderful. Yeah, I know. But, you know, like you were saying, um, was it Brian, you know, I haven't smoked for fucking years. Not because it's illegal. It's just I was... I thought, well, look, let me just tell you. 1988, right? I was living up in... Uh, Clement Street. Yeah. Yeah. Clement what? Fifth. I used to go in. Uh, I used to go in. Uh, um, when you're 14. Oh yeah. Do you remember um, the the um, what they call it now? Um, Last Day Saloon. It's now called Neck of the Woods. Don't don't yeah, let's yeah let's not start a conversation. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so the, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Now see, I fucking forgot now. But no, it was it was good times, you know. <laughs> but look. Was they, uh, that's when I met Robin Williams. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you the Robin Williams story. I've never told it on stage before. Do you know why? Because he died today, by the way. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> was it today? Again. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Of, I'll, now I'm going to tell you the. This is a true story. Wow. All my other stories are lies, but this is true. We were doing coke back then. I was dating this um, Persian girl, Yashi or something. Her name was. I can't remember really, but. You know, she was a good shag. Anyway, so it was the middle of the fucking night during the week. My, my, my antique shop, Brighton Rocket was called, right across the street from the Holy City Zoo. We used to see him all the time when he bumped in. We, you knew when he was there because you would hear the fucking noise, everyone fucking screaming. People, there'd be so many people outside the zoo, you couldn't get in it. The, the fucking sidewalk was... People, Buses, people would get off buses because they knew what was happening and they'd fucking go. Anyways, it's midnight. It's midnight on a, a Thursday, I think it was. We were going to this party. There's a buddy of mine who was having a party. He's about five blocks away. So we're walking. We're walking up the street. And I said, let's pop in the shop and we'll do a couple of lines, right? So we pop in, open the door, and we're inside. And it's all dark, pitch dark inside because you can't, you know, Of course, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> We're San Francisco in the 80s. Okay. I'm a curious alum. Okay, well now you know. So I've got this big mirror tile, right? Stashed behind the counter. 
Which I get out and we're, we're in there, we, we cut up a couple of 12 inches, you know. Where are ya? And um, she's doing hers and I look around and there's fucking Robin standing sideways in profile to me looking in the side window. It's like that far away. I'm standing here and he's like, he's looking in the side window. He's got his parker on. There's one of those parkers with the fur and the hood. It's up like this, you know, trying to be in disguise. And I go to I go to the yeah, it's fucking Robin Williams right there. She looks and she goes, Oh yeah. So I go up to him. Right by this is nineteen eighty seven or eighty eight, right in the winter time. I go up to the window and I go, Good morning, Robin! And he fucking leaps like that. <laughs> goes, oh, you fucking bastard! You bastard! You fucking bastard! So I opened the door. I opened the door. It's true, it's absolutely true. But they'd just done that movie, which I walked out on. Yeah, I, yeah. What was it called? Uh, Good morning, Vietnam. Right. I, yeah. So anyway, so I opened the door. And I go, <laughs> I'm laughing my fucking. Goes you fucking bastard! No, you're a fucking heart attack. That may have, that may have been the reason he had that heart attack. If you, but no, no, it may have. But anyway, <laughs> I said, come on, man. I said, we just stopped on our way to a party. I said, you want to do a couple of lines? He goes, no, 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 no. He says, I don't. Please, 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 don't ask me again. Don't ask me again. I said, all right, I won't ask you again. Do you want to come to the party? No, no, I've got to go home. He, he was off the fucking, he was off, you know, he was off the white lines at the time. Oh, he was off of it? Yeah. No, I know. I would love it to have been that, but it wasn't. <laughs> Do you know why I never told the story? Because I wasn't doing comedy then, I was just acting. And I, when I started doing comedy a few years ago, I bumped into him because I live in Marin, right? I bump into him now and then, and I thought, one day... I'll be on fucking stage somewhere, some piss hole around the city, you know, and he'll walk in. Because like he used to do, he'd just walk in and say, and they'd let him up. And I, I would fucking tell the story right in front of him. And then he'd go, you fucking bastard again, you know. <laughs> you, you bastard, you know. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah, but fuck. Anyway. So, uh, what was that? Anyway. It was just... Six months after that, I quit cocaine. I quit. I was doing sixty cigarettes a day. I was doing like about three grams of coke a week on Friday night, Friday night and Saturday night. That's all. Not much, but this. Uh, yeah, there was. You know, and then I, and I was fucking drinking. Cause you know how you have to drink like a fucking lunatic when you're coming down, right? I'd go to bed at fucking midnight, sit there, and I put the fucking TV on Friday night. This is how you end up. You're watching fucking TV all night with like all these old programs from fucking decades ago like Burns and Allen and shit like that and you're loving it. And, and you have to drink a pint of whiskey to come down because you know, five o'clock in the morning and you've got to get up and go to fucking work, you know. It's the maddest drug in the world. It was fun while it lasted, you know. So you know I quit cocaine, I quit smoking cigarettes and I quit marijuana and then I quit fucking drinking. I quit everything in a week. I quit, I quit everything in one week. Cocaine, smoking, marijuana, and fucking alcohol, all in one week. Cold fucking turkey. But then six months later, I knew I'd go back to the booze. Because you fucking got to have something, you know. And I thought, well, it's safer. I'll have just to go to the booze. I knew I couldn't go back to the coke. But anyway, so I've been drinking ever since. And now I'm... Um, it's just like Brian was saying, though. Now that weed's fucking legal, it's like, what's the fucking point? 
It ain't that good, is it? Well, it is now, but it wasn't then, you know, it was fucking, you know, not compared with the other stuff, it was fucking hard to get stoned on, yeah, fucking, the joint about that fucking long, you know, to get actually high, you know, it's like, people were walking, oh, I'm so, you know, what do you mean you're fucking high, you're used to shit, anyway, you guys are high now, right, great, fucking great, man, yeah, you know what I had to do a couple of weeks ago? Pete Munoz put this thing up on Facebook. I'm doing a show at the Crazy Horse Strip Club. So I fucking immediately put me on the show. He said, all right, you're on. We go down there. Vic Pacheco and me sitting there watching the fucking strippers. We'll wait. Yeah. yeah, we're sitting in there waiting for, for the other comics to come and all these chicks. And they come up and they put their ass right in your face. Have you, have you been... When they come up and they do this right yeah, in your face. Yeah, 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 yeah. You go, oh, no thanks, baby. Sounds like a can of sardines, you know. But, you know, that was good fun. Anyway, fuck all that. Oh, what? Homer? What? No, what they did give us, which I forgot, and I meant to tell you, was they gave us a baggie of fucking weedy stuff. Yeah, a little can of gummies. Yeah, whatever the fuck that is, I'm not gonna. Are they any good? I don't know what no? you're talking about. They're, they're, they're infused gummies, little gummy candies, little gummy candies with fucking marijuana in them and shit like that, you know. I said, well, I'd fucking I'd give them to the kids in the street, you know. <laughs> fucking good to me. Well, you know, the school's just around the corner. I said, some gummies for you. They're all walking. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> there you go. Oh. I think I was in that pub in London for a minute. Oh, anyway. No. Well, that's a strange question to ask, isn't it? Really? I've never been to Spain, but I kind of like the music. So, Lisa Westerland. Another dirtbag. Hello, dirtbag. How are you? I fucking love you. You're just, you're just, you're just fantastic. I love her, and you're, you're the two best fucking women in this city. Comedy. In the comedy game. Because you, because you don't give a fuck. Yeah! Right? No fucks. Absolutely. No fucks to give. Is that your boyfriend? No. No? Huh? Kids, kids, what? Like cats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cats! Yeah, I got two. I had five cats at one point, by the way, at one time in one house. All right, let's go around the room. Any cat? How many cats have you got, dude? None. Can we stop talking about cats? Ah. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got this little antique shop over in San Rafael there. Some of you know that. Some of you have been there. Not you guys, but some people have. Uh. Oh, fuck. This girl walks in the other day, this woman. Beautiful girl, young, about 50. Walks in. Oh, uh, I'm looking for something really, really old and funky for my bedroom. I said, well, I'm 68. How about it? <laughs> okay. 
He goes, no, no. I was thinking more like something like um, a grandfather's clock. I said, well, I've got a grandfather's cock right here. <laughs> Look at that old pendulum swinging. <laughs> she didn't like that. Rejected. I'm too smooth for these modern girls. That's what it is, right? <laughs> she had this big necklace hanging around her neck like a big spider's web. I said, what the fuck's that thing? She said, oh, that's a dream catcher. I said, well, catch one of mine. We'll get wet together. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Breathing in. She starts walking towards the door, right? Fucking rude, right in the middle of this conversation. Can you believe that? Starts walking away. I said, look, before you leave, would you like to have some sex? No. I said, well, would you mind lying down while I have some? <laughs> Apparently that's not PC these days. Oh, fuck, what's the matter with you people, you know? You used to better say what you like in the old days, didn't you? Well, you could. Oh, I've got to drink this fucking shit. Well, your throat, it gets dry when you're up here, you know. Yeah. So you guys are all socialists and shit, right? Very, hey? very uh, something like that, right? You're all like... <laughs> see, look, see, look, 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 listen, I want to tell you guys, I want to straighten you out on something. You, you, you're all good people, right? Uh, <laughs> No, you are. You like you. You all. You try to be nice, right? You're all fucking honest, right? And you go to work and shit, right? Absolutely. No, I mean you do. You, you yeah, we're all, good all except for Zach. He's a fucking outlaw, but it's all right. No, I mean you see, that's what. I mean you were brought up like that, right? You. That's what you were taught in school. Be honest, work hard. You know, everything be great. Everything be great, right? That's fucking wrong. That shit don't work. See. That's what the rich people tell you to do, right. right? At school, at the fucking church, right? On TV, they're always like, what's the moral of the story? There's always a fucking moral. Even, like you were saying, believe it to be there. Teaching people to be good, well-behaved citizens and all that shit, right? All the time they're stealing all your fucking money. See? You got it wrong. Evil is the way to go. <laughs> Evil, right? Wicked. That's the fucking way to go. We got it wrong. Huh? Anybody you fucking like? Go out and mug someone, take their fucking money. That's the way they do it. They're taking all your money. Right? Chaos. Anarchy. I was going to say anarchy was the bad thing. Anarchy don't work either. Yeah, it'd be like the Wild West, right? Everyone get a fucking gun and start shooting for your fucking... Yeah, right? One minute? No, no. no oh, you're trying to get a gun, yeah. yeah. Get fucking tooled up, man. There's too many people on the planet and they've got all these plans about getting rid of fucking people, whatever, you know. But I thought that's what abortion was for, you know. Keep the fucking population down. Keep the fucking pop. Keep killing those fucking babies, right? There's someone... What's that... Cunt on the TV, Bill Nye. <laughs> Bill Nye, right? You don't like science? I like science, but I don't like. Do you know why he said that people over 70 should be whacked out? 
to make room for the fucking coming generation. I say, fuck that. We got the fucking money. Kill the fucking kids. There's too many fucking kids. Right? Little bastards. They're fucking useless. Right? Don't. She does. 73 abortions, right? 73. That's four, right? It's four, right? How many abortions have you had? I thought you had four or five. Oh, uh, that one's just a, it's just a joke. She's, just, yeah. But you know, fucking whack a melt. Alyssa's waiting to get out. She's waiting. For, she's waiting for me to fuck off. Uh, what you calling me a bitch? Oh, I thought you said. I thought you said have patience, bitch. <laughs> That's a, no, I don't mind that. So. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah, that's what I was thinking, you know. We should all... We, look, don't do what they tell you. Do what they fucking do. Right? Rich people, do what they do, not what they tell you. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yes, exactly, because they're mean and vicious and, and fucking right. And they got all the money. Fucking great. Would you rather be sitting on the fucking beach in the know. south? Would you rather be sitting on the beach in the south of France right now? Maybe. I'd probably be miserable there too. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. But you're not miserable now. So he keeps interrupting me, this fucker. Sorry. Hey? Oh, that's all right, mate. You know, I don't care anyway. I can just yap on for fucking hours talking about shit. Hey? Yeah, that Robin Williams story is good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a good story. I did meet the Beatles too. Not all of them, just John and George. The ones who can't confirm that they met me because they're dead. But no, no, it's true. 1965, dude. 1965 in Brighton, the Beatles came to town. I was 16. But you know what used to happen in those days? When they, as soon as they started playing, all the little girls started screaming. They called it Beatlemania. Always like 11, 12 year old, just going through pubescence, didn't know what the pussy was about. So, ah, John! Screaming like fuck. Any Beatles fans in the room? Sure. Not me, I couldn't fucking stand them. What? Stones, I believe. Stones, man. The Stones. And. Who was the best band in the 60s? From England, not from everywhere, but from England. The Animals! No, the Animals! Zombies! Animals. Eric Burden. That's right. That's right. It's my life and I do what I want. What? 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 Oh, fuck off! Bon fucking Jovi, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, who's the best American band in those days was The Doors. The Doors, uh, right, Dave? Uh, fucking Doors, man. What? No, but The Beatles, it was funny. It was funny. We tried to sneak in the back door because we weren't going to fucking pay. My buddy Jim and I, we go around the back of the Hippodrome, right? And there's a fucking garden around the back. Big yard but a big wall. We go in, trying to sneak in the back door. And there's John Lennon standing by the back door with a big fucking joint. 
like I said, it was about that fucking long. He's trying to get fucking stoned before the show. It's true. He says, I can't let you in the door, lads. He said, you know, there's a big bouncer inside there and he'd give big geezer look around the door. He goes, fuck off. So I said, give us a hit on your joint, John. So he fucking shared his joint with me and Jim. It was great. Come and sit down. Just come on, sit down. Over here where I can paint, over here where I can make fun of you. Come on, sit fucking down. Telling them, I'm telling people about, telling people about when I met the Beatles, right? I'll start. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna start the whole fucking thing again. But I was no. right. So, no, I mean, 90s. Not account of me. I feel bad. <laughs> get on with it. Yeah, get on. Are you? Are you sisters? Yeah. No. Yeah. In, in spirit. Oh, she's the evil one, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look. No. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Racist. A racist? No, that's all right. Sorry. I am. Oh, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now I've only got a fucking minute now. No, I'm not a racist. Now, look, I'll tell you what. I don't, look, I never feel any, um, any white guilt. I never feel white guilt. Not because I'm a racist. Because I'm a fucking sociopath. See? Any guilt whatsoever about anything. <laughs> anything I've done in my life, it's all been wonderful. And I've done some evil shit. I have. And you should fucking follow my example. I was just telling them, ladies, if you want to get on in life, you've got to be evil. It's no good being fucking nice. Because it doesn't work, does it? You're all fucking poor. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here, right? You'd be downtown enjoying yourself, having some fun, right? Drinking fucking vodka. Of course you would. You've got to get wicked. Right. Go downtown. Pick up a couple of guys. Pick up a couple of guys. Roofie them. Steal all their fucking money. That's all you've got to do. It's easy. Steal their money, their watches, all that stuff, right? That's the way to do it. That's what they do to you, right? For a bit of pussy. Horrible fucking guys, aren't they? I've got to fucking go now anyway. Hey, you guys, I bet you when Jesus was born, everyone was like, well, thank fuck at last. Now we can start counting forwards in time. See, I can do jokes too. Here's, here's one more before I go. She told me to go, but I got one more. See now, hey buddy, what did the blueberry say to the blackberry? You don't know, I'll tell you. The blueberry said to the blackberry, hey man, you got to respect your elderberries. Uh... I had all too fucking stoned for that one. Griffin Daly, everyone, with his tea. Griffin Daly, yes, yes. You are here at the Dirt Bags of Comedy. We have two Dirt Bag comedians left. Our next girl Dirt Bag comedian, excited that she's here. I'm so glad that he talked about abortion so that you just be right revved up. He left on a, on a little Jesus joke. I'll give you guys one knock knock. 
Jesus. Jesus. I know, did that guy exist or what? What is he about? Jesus who, right? Are we all on the same page? I know. Is he an allegory or is he real? I don't know. I do know that your next comedian is real as fuck. Uh, and she doesn't give a shit. Uh, she doesn't even wear bras. And that is the coolest thing. You're like the, you're like the, you're like the fourth wave of feminism that's like... <laughs> I don't even know how many waves. There are so many. There's like the neo-post wave. Of I don't even know where we are. But I know she's at the forefront of it, everybody. Alyssa Westerlund! I love you, bitch! I love you, bitch! I love this bitch so fucking... This bitch? You know about this bitch? You've been here before, bitch? Okay, you're not... You are wearing a bra, but it's not padded. It's not padded, nor is it padded. I can't tell, actually, because I'm almost about to see your nipples. I feel like I'm so close. Like, uh, just give me two seconds, an ice chest. Anyway, uh, I'm going to start with a feminist joke. So these Republicans, they keep telling women stuff, but recently they told women that women need to learn how to not be victims. It's true, ladies. It's true. So we're going to learn how not to be victims. So so if we're going to learn to not be victims, what are we going to learn how to be? Rapists. <laughs> it's rapists aren't victims. At least not anymore. <laughs> anyway, I believe in fairy tales. It's kind of a Staz story. Um... You know, because both my grandfathers killed themselves, but but both my grandmothers lived happily ever after. <laughs> anyway, you guys go out to the bars, you're about to go home with some strange person. You do the polite thing. You do a little <gasps> breath test. I like to do something extra. I like to go to the bathroom. I like to do a little taste test okay okay i am really drunk you guys i um i'm unemployed it's really hard to talk about what you do for a living when you're unemployed so now i just tell all the good people i'm a prostitute and a drug dealer because who says that right you think it'd be a conversation stopper <laughs> But no, they have questions. They always want to know uh, if I can juggle. It's like if I could fucking juggle, I would have just told you I was a juggling, drug dealing <laughs> prostitute, right? <laughs> anyway, my... Uh, my uh how how do i make money uh, um how do i do it i uh, i sell the weed that my boyfriend gives me to other people right so technically i uh i am a drug dealing prostitute <laughs> and my my juggling game is fucking on point <laughs> i'm a killer juggler um, anyway, it was weird. You know, the whole prostitution thing. We're in SF, sex workers. What? Like, shout out to sex workers, right? 
Thank you, sex workers. Am I right? We're in SF. And it was really weird for me because like I used to judge those women. I honestly think I was jealous. Uh, but then I went to Planned Parenthood like r- the day before the election, literally the day before the election because I, like, I know how much we hate women, right? And I needed to go in there and I was like, lady, listen, I need to get as, as much Plan B emergency contraceptive for the people who don't know uh, that aborts babies up to three days after you've had unprotected sex for those of you out there who don't know anyway i need to get as much of that plan b shit as i possibly can right now she's like whoa i'm gonna need to ask you a few questions first i was like okay so have you ever traded sex for money or drugs no but I would? (laughs) How many boxes of Plan B are we talking? (laughs) Anyway, I got the hookup, ladies. $25 to you. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. It's pretty much 50% off. Uh, I'm ready for you. But then I started thinking about it. I was like, wait a minute. Why haven't I traded money, like sex, for money or drugs? Why haven't I done that? It shouldn't be called prostitution. It should be called restitution. Because if you don't give me an orgasm, you owe me $500. And I'm just trying to make back all that money I spent on birth control. Because we've been paying for sex the entire time. Right? What really bothers me is that I can have sex for food, sushi, steaks, and lobster. I like that. I like those oysters, baby. I like those oysters, baby. Not on your dollar night. I want. (laughs) But I can't have sex for money. What the fuck? It's like, I don't want to have dinner with him. I want to fuck him. So I figure you meet me outside the restaurant. You give me the money right there. We have sex. And then I go inside and I have a nice meal. <laughs> By myself. <laughs> I, uh, I've recently had some interesting experiences in my life. We're on the dirty show. Now, I just want to know, none of you guys look like you're in love. You all look like lonely, lonely fuckers to me. <laughs> but just... Besides get married, what's the dumbest thing you've ever done for love? I needed volunteer faggots. <laughs> what did you... Oh, so you just married her. You, you fucking faggot. So you know what the dumbest thing I ever did for love is? I smoked crack. I smoked crack for love, you guys. Shut up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. 99 balloons suck my dick. I smoke crack. All the crack I smoked would fill 101 balloons at least. You suck. Anyway, you know what the problem with white people doing crack out in the middle of the country is? Is it they can? No one is stopping them. I'm going to be fine. 
done some prostitution. I currently have marijuana for sale. <laughs> and I smoke crack. I, I mean, I smoked crack, past tense. Will not smoke it again. You know why? Because that shit's like chasing a dragon, a goddamn dragon. I smoked it that one time because I loved him. And then I smoked it that second time just to see if it was as good. <laughs> that second time was not as good. Anyway, don't smoke crack. Just don't do it. Um, where I have other jokes. So I'm looking for love. Are you looking for love, you fucking lesbian sister bitches? <laughs> fucking your sister. Why are you fucking your sister like that, man? Like, please. I mean, I know she's hot. If she was my sister, I'd fuck her too. But you need to chill out. And incest truly is the best. Because honestly, do you want some stranger teaching your sister about sex? No. It's got to be you. It's got to be you. So are, are you guys looking for love outside of the family? You're exploring? Okay, good, good, good. I'm looking for love too, but I keep getting invited to all these orgies. And I go. But this last time I show up, I get there, and there are five women and one man. And that's not an orgy. That's a cat fight with a dick in the middle. So there are men out there who think that, uh, that uh, women aren't funny. And they're the same men who think women don't have orgasms. <laughs> sad life. It's a sad life. Fuck you, radio. Fuck you, faggots and mutiny. What, do you want me to tell you something real? Oh, God. I, uh, I, uh... I fucked this crazy dude that looked like Jude Law the other night. I actually begged him to fuck me in the ass. And I gotta tell you, never done that before. Um, are we trying to be dirty or dirt bags? Okay, sorry. Um, and uh, okay, I shouldn't have told him that. But anyway, I'm out there, I'm looking for love, and I, uh, I had this big thing where I, what happened was my heart was broken because what I did, it was stupid. I went out there and I told the man that I love, that I love him in a Facebook message. <laughs> and all I got was a big blue. But I met this new guy, I did, I met this new guy, not the one who I begged to fuck me in the ass, not that one, different new guy. And uh, the first night we spent the night together, he said, Alyssa, we have to be PG. Now I don't really understand the rating system, but I'm pretty sure that means kids can watch. <laughs> So we just did some heavy petting instead, right? The kids called it dry humping, right? It's pretty underrated, you guys. I mean, that shit is not PG at all. And it's not that dry. <laughs> it gets pretty wet. Um, Okay, homeless people want a dollar from me. They want a dollar, and they say, just 
a dollar, right? They just want just one dollar. Okay, hold on. Wait a minute. Just one dollar. It costs me ten dollars to survive every day. That's what it costs me to survive. Ten dollars. I live off of ten dollars a day. You want one dollar. That is ten percent of what I need to fucking not die. <laughs> and you have a penis. <laughs> I'm so sorry, sir, but me and my little vagina are out here just trying to eat and not get raped. Oh, oh, you were in Vietnam. Oh, you're a war vet. You saw some shit. You went to other people's countries and you killed the husbands and you raped the daughters and the mothers and then you come home and you've got PTSD. I stayed here in my country. Didn't volunteer for shit. They came into my home. They raped me. And I'm out here and I have a fucking two bedroom apartment that is mine and you want a dollar? <laughs> Suck my fucking dick, you faggot ass. Veteran, homeless, cunt, faggots. Did I say faggots? Can I say faggots again? I'm not giving you shit. You should give me a dollar. Because honestly, <laughs> what I'm doing with my life, it means something. So let's talk about my hair. I know, it's glorious. <laughs> It's fucking amazing, right? This shit is so glorious. I'm living in its shadow. <laughs> I'm living in my hair's shadow, lady. <laughs> like, on the real. Anyway, um, okay, I hate men. You guys know that, you get it. I fuck them. It's hate fuck. I'm trying to love them. I'm trying to learn how to love them and accept them for who they are. But they're faggots. <laughs> and uh, anyway, love is overrated. I, uh, I do think I'm gonna die alone though. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, not just because of this. <laughs> because like at home, like this is way worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I don't worry about it. Anyway, okay, I got like, I want to tell you new jokes, but what did I, oh, the unemployed, I did that. Taste test, Republicans, fairy tales, definitely did that. I, uh, like I said, prostitution. I'm all about it. You think women who have sex for money are stupid? I think women who don't have sex for money are stupid. <laughs> So these guys are hitting me up. They're hitting me up at 7 p.m. tonight. Friday night. They want to know what I'm doing. Someone else. <laughs> Do you not know about my glorious fucking hair? <laughs> Do you not fuck? What the fuck do you think you're going to do for me, buddy? You're going to rub my feet? 
Are you going to make me breakfast? Are you going to pay my rent? No. Exactly. You are not going to do shit because you, faggot, don't have shit. You might have $500, and that is what I need. So anyway, you guys want eights of weed? I got eights for weed. Bye. She is free with that F word. I was married to a black guy for years, and I still don't use the N word that freely. Uh, I did. I was married for a while, and I did catch one thing from my marriage, and that was my first STD, uh, which was sexually transmitted debt. That's the only thing you catch from being married is actually <laughs> sexually transmitted debt because you actually own their debt once you get married to them. Did you know about that? Isn't that cute? Yay! Fifteen thousand dollars of credit card debt. Thanks for telling me three years in our marriage. Yay! It's so cute. Uh, your last comedian of the night what a dirtbag he is my favorite dirtbag in the history of dirtbags uh, that he made that piece of art which kind of looks like a dirtbag like wringing his hands like looking for small children he made that and he made this piece of art over here and that one that scary face looking at you that looks like he's like I know stuff. he also made that art too but he isn't just an artist he is a comedian and he has a, are you going to play your squeeze box too are you going to be like a renaissance man of all ages uh, it's because he's a dirtbag and he like lives on the street and you got to have like a squeeze box for money uh, everybody put your hands together for your headliner tonight Zach Wiseman <laughs> Uh, well, don't let this uh, women's suit and waist tie fool you. I don't buy this shit. I, this is all ground clothes. I fucking... I, it's a women's suit. I don't give a fuck. It's the only clothes I can find that fit me. I'm a tiny little man. Some lady told me I had uh, body dysmorphia because I wasn't repulsed by my own naked image. You know? That really happened. So that's, uh, you know, it's a good uh, confidence booster, you know? I mean, she still fucked me after, so it's, I mean, it's fine, I guess, right? It's a win. I do, I find all my clothes uh, on the ground. I have a technique, right? I, uh, see, I, I live across the street from a Salvation Army, uh, and people will donate things in the middle of the night, which means they leave that shit outside, which means that's my shit. <laughs> Fucking all of it. Every fucking piece. In the calendar year of 2016, I did laundry two times. <laughs> fucking twice. See, what I do is I'll go out there, I'll rummage through the clothes, and I'll put on these like women's suits, right? And I'll wear them uh, until they get dirty. Because I guess people wash it before they donate it. I don't know why. Fucking thanks, though, for sure. And I'll, I'll wear it, right? And then uh, when it's dirty, I'll just put it back. I just fucking borrowed clothes. It's fantastic. That's not even illegal. I really enjoy it. Does this suit make me look like a used meth salesman? <laughs> nah, it's a joke, you know. But if you are looking for some uh, gently used meth, <laughs> I could scrape some off a tinfoil or two, you know what I mean? I used to do a lot of meth when I was homeless. Uh, I did quite a bit of meth because you don't want to miss a minute of that. You know what I mean? You want to be awake for all that shit. Whew. 
thank you. I just started doing uh, drugs recreationally. Yeah. I've been doing uh, them professionally for far too long. <laughs> I need a fucking vacation, you know? So I, I did some heroin, and then I uh, took a nap, and I woke up, and then I scratched myself, and then took another nap. <laughs> it's like a spa day, except it costs $10, you know? It's fucking fantastic. It's great for your skin, you know? I fucking love it. Every goddamn second is beautiful. I was doing some reading the other day. Apparently, uh, Einstein would do this where he would, uh, he would like hold something in his hand like a key or a wrench or something, and he'd take naps. And as soon as he fell asleep, his body relaxed, he'd drop the key or something and wake him up, right? And he'd jot down his like half-second sleep thoughts. And I'm thinking, how fucking smart could have Einstein have been if he didn't know heroin existed? You're just simulating heroin, you fucking idiot. I can squeeze in like 72 naps in an hour. It's fantastic. I, I never write anything down, but God damn it, I mean, you could. I, if I had a kid, I would ruin that kid. I would totally fucking destroy that child. Uh, not even on accident, like totally intentionally. I would fucking, like if I ever caught my kid masturbating, I would pretend that he was the first person to do that ever. <laughs> I just walk and be like, what the fuck are, what do you, is your penis itchy? What do you, is there yogurt coming out of your penis? Oh my God, get in the car. Get in the fucking car right now. We have to go. Holy shit. Oh, and I'd just be stressed out the whole time. Like, holy, what the, what did you do? Did you get this from a kid at school? What the fuck? And I'd get to the, the hospital, right? And i just act frantic the whole time. I'd be like, Doc, you're never going to believe this, right? I, I walked in on my kid, and uh, he was, like, practicing shaking hands with his penis. I don't know. He's, like, 13 now. He's, like, probably going to get a job, you know? Realize that a good handshake. Okay, that's uh, besides the point. Uh, so he's practicing uh, shaking hands with his penis. And then, like, tapioca just comes spilling out of his, like, show him. Good. Show him what you're doing. Come on, show him. Don't be fucking him. God damn it. All right, I'll show him. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy fuck, Doc. You got to try this. <laughs> and that will be the day my child thinks he invented masturbation, right? Which, uh, that's probably got to put a weird complex in you somehow. I don't, I don't know. You know. <sighs> Look, I know I say shit like that, uh, and it's kind of weird and disgusting and whatever. Uh, sometimes we'll be like, Jesus Christ, Zach, would your dad not hug you enough when you're a child? And first of all, that's not your fucking line. Quit using your uncle's lines on. I don't need that shit. Write your own goddamn shit, idiot. And second of all, maybe you didn't hug me enough, you know? <laughs> but he fucked me all the time. So it's not like he wasn't there for me. It's not like he's some absentee father, you know? And over the line? I don't give a shit. Did you know that uh, disgust, when someone's disgusted, it's exercising the same part of their brain that, uh, that's racism? Like racism and disgust occupy the same part of your brain. Yeah, it's, and you can hear it in like how people describe, like racists describe other races. They're like, oh, they stink, or, oh, they're, oh, they're dirty, and blah, 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 which is hilarious. So like, I mean, like every time uh, a rich whitey uh, see someone using the wrong fork, they're just like bench pressing that racism muscle, you know, which is quite often, you know, because who knows what, there's one fork, you know, there's the fork, you use the goddamn fork.
Maybe a spoon. I don't know if you're a heathen, you know what I mean? I fucking love drugs, guys. So much. Drugs are uh, better than sex. I wish uh, everybody could admit that. They don't, though. Here's the hierarchy of things. It goes, uh, it goes uh, sex, and then drugs, and then uh, sex on drugs. That's obviously the top. <laughs> Easily. Everybody fucking knows that. But there's two things above sex, one thing above drugs. that involves drugs. You know what I mean? It's just better. You know, like, uh, you could do drugs in the street. You know, it's very simple, you know? Like, I, I could turn around right now. You wouldn't know if I did drugs or not. Uh, but I won't, because I already did drugs. I did all my drugs. I can't. Okay, has anybody in here ever had a good idea during sex? Yeah? Yeah? Okay, let's hear it, champ. Yeah. Oh, easy. Um, yeah, please, this one girl. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's wait, 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 hold on, hold on, so, so your idea during sex is, is to graft nerves onto a dildo? Get the fuck out of here. Hold on, hold on, let him, let him, go ahead. Well, you ever done drugs, man? <laughs> Holy goddamn. You definitely should have. You should stay on drugs your whole life. God damn. I had this, ch I had this chick. I, I, uh, I posed this question to the uh, audience one time. This chick was, uh, I had a great idea during sex. And I was like, oh, yeah, what was the idea? And she said, I saw God. And I was like, well, first of all, that's not an idea at all, you know? And then, uh, and then I, uh, I asked her, well, uh, what you, would you say to God? Did you say anything to God? And she was like, oh, no. I was like, well, you're a fucking moron. What the shit? You were talking to God? You didn't ask one goddamn question? That sounds stupid. <laughs> Does not sound intelligent at all. Okay, look, I have further proof that uh, drugs are better than sex, all right? Uh, Jesus didn't turn water into pussy. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know why. Let's get fucked up. Jesus is kind of a bro dude. Really Thank you. Thank you very much. It is true. Well, I mean, it's not true. Well, I mean, it's a fable, but yeah. But yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it is, it is true. Oh, man. Look, uh, just stop like... I, I firmly believe that everybody should just uh, quit being cowards and die alone, you know? <laughs> quit, quit tricking people into loving you, you know what I mean? Quit, like, fucking manipulating people into fucking caring about you so when you fucking die, they're just sad. That's, that's cruel. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, that's ridiculous. Like, just so, just so you don't have to die alone? <laughs> Fuck you. Look, you still die alone. Unless you're in a car crash with your family, you die alone. 
You just die alone in front of people. Quit fucking recruiting people to watch you die. That's the creepiest goddamn thing I ever heard. But I'm going to have these kids, and uh, I'm going to take them to baseball games, uh, get them ice cream, and then uh, I'm going to wither away, and my heart's going to fail. Uh, they're going to be across the country. They're not going to see me. It's going to fuck them up forever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just fucking, you know, get a good drug addiction. Pick your one, you know, and just go off the rails and die, you know? Pick a... Wait, wait, anybody, uh, how, how are you guys going to kill yourselves? We got any good ones? Any good suicides in here? You certainly raise it. That doesn't kill you. You need AIDS? Gee. Oh, you're gonna. Oh, that was not good. You, you should heckle less. Uh, I think a great way to kill yourself would be to uh, hang yourself underwater. You know, because at least one of those things is unnecessary, you know? Fucking throwing rocks on your ankles. Tie a noose to the pier as well. Confuse the shit out of them. Solve, solve that one, monk. Okay, we got a suicide in the back. Uh huh. Oh yeah. So. Okay, okay. Like, when are you? When are you gonna pull the cord? Are you gonna pull it like really high up? No, the details are very important. This is the last thing you fucking do. You know what I mean? You pull right before the ground, the head's right next to the body, they could fucking figure it out. You pull way up there, there's just a body with no head in a field. And there's a parachute just flying through the air with a head. That's beautiful, you know? That's good, I like that. People do that pretty regularly. Oh, man. What? No. Apology accepted. I, uh, I don't know what you're apologizing for. I thought we were talking. That's Okay, sure. I think another great way to kill yourself uh, would be to uh, cut your wrists on a roller coaster, you know? Nice and deep, like a real sprayer, you know? Down the street, not across the road. Real fucking gusher. Uh, just for that picture at the end, huh? Those poor blood-soaked people, huh? Yeah, they just catch all that blood with all those flashes. It'd be great. You're making memories, you know? Happy 15th, Tommy! Look, we can't afford to get you a car next year, but it will be a better birthday. I'm kind of glad this happened, because we're poor. I think another great way to kill yourself... I don't think about this ever, by the way. I, I, th I think another great way to kill yourself would be to uh, jump onto the Golden Gate Bridge. Everybody's jumping off. That's a tall fucking bridge. Peak to roadway, ample distance, kill yourself. Plus... You will die every time. <laughs> There's no book about the people who jumped onto the bridge, you know? Nobody wants that story. Nobody wants the, uh, so, you know, I was feeling bad, and then uh, I, I mean, I, I killed myself, basically, but it just didn't stick. 
So, uh, you hors d'oeuvres or uh, nobody wants that fucking story. <laughs> so, what, you guys are just gonna live your whole lives like fucking cowards? Is that the plan? <laughs> just front to back? You know you still die, right? Like, nobody lives through it. You don't fucking. Like, by just. By not killing yourself, you're still choosing how you die. You're just like, just anything but me. I just wanna keep my hands clean as. Just have some fun. I mean, like, if you're in the hospital and the doctor's like, you're about to die, and you have a gun, shoot yourself in the head. It's more fun. You know, take, take life into your own hands. Don't let this doctor decide that you have two minutes. To, no. I have 35 seconds to live. 34. 33. Be a blast. I was doing uh, a bunch of suicide jokes one night. And uh, this lady from the back of the room, like real frantically, she's like, change the subject, <laughs> right? Just real manic like that. And I was like, uh, no, <laughs> no fucking way. What, are these, uh, are these suicide jokes making you uncomfortable, huh? When do you think I write them? You think I'm on a blimp eating caviar? Like, hmm, thought of a new way to kill myself. It's a fucking coping mechanism, you asshole. It's a really good one, too. Like, she's most likely put off because she knows somebody that killed themselves, right? It's probably what it is. Uh, but maybe if she's more comfortable uh, listening to jokes about suicide, moreover, talking about suicide, maybe they would have talked to her and said, kill themselves, you know? You fucking coward. <laughs> I didn't say that. I felt like that would be crossing the line. But that is a good point. <laughs> so I just kept telling suicide jokes, and then she uh, walked out into the rain. <laughs> That's a win. I don't give a fuck. I'm a nihilist. God damn it. It was pouring. Nobody wanted to walk in that rain. You made her do it, though. I am a nihilist. I really don't give a fuck about nothing. It's kind of grand, actually. Like, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm pretty sure uh, everybody I know could die, and I wouldn't cry. <laughs> uh, I just don't. I mean, you, people die. People die all the time. You know, what is it? Fucking, they don't have to put up with the bullshit anymore. Good for them. Good for you, you know? So, yeah, okay. I don't know. Uh, if I was this broken forever <laughs> or, or if something happened, you know, maybe there's an event that fucking, and if it was a thing, I'm going to, I'm going to guess it was this. All right. So, uh, I went to school one morning. I was in, uh, I was in eighth grade and I had a whole thing of Oreos, right? I had a brand new thing of Oreos. I'm going to eat some of these fucking Oreos. I'm going to trade some Oreos. I'm going to sell some of these fucking Oreos. Today's a good goddamn day, Right. And, uh, and so I'm putting these Oreos in my locker, and uh, this kid I know, he comes in with a shotgun, and he shoots this other kid I know in his tummy tum. <laughs> and uh, I say tummy tum because that's the funniest word for belly. And uh, this is kind of a heavy story, you know? So, <laughs> so he shoots him right in his uh, fucking little tummy tum, right? And uh, so he's bleeding out. This kid is bleeding out. Uh, and then the principal, uh, being the wise, learned man that he was, he, he grabbed a bat and tried to stop him. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are familiar with the phrase, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. 
also applies to bats. He's dead. He died real quick. I don't even know what his fucking strategy was. He's going to like bat the buckshot back at him. That's ridiculous. I used to be able to hit a mean fastballer. No, he died. He died real quick. And there are good things about being in a school shooting. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm not a fucking pessimist or anything. Uh, like, if you're in a school shooting, like, you can, uh, you can run in the halls and chew gum. You know what I mean? If you're fleeing past the cafeteria, grab an extra slice of pizza. Nobody cares, you know? As long as you're not shooting people, you're golden, you know? And I learned something. I learned something that day. Well, in the, in the following days, I guess, but... Uh, I learned that if, uh, if you're in a school shooting and you live, uh, you get a Super Nintendo. <laughs> you get to eat pizza every night for a month. Yeah, but that is the limit to your parents' empathy. Now, uh, quit getting D's, you piece of shit. Jesus Christ. We didn't raise a fucking moron. They did, though. They're fucking... <laughs> Nice try, you sons of bitches. <sighs> so yeah, that's that's why I'm this. <laughs> oh man, I I mean it's fun not caring because uh, like uh, I get to watch Donald Trump and uh, like I like Donald Trump more now that he's president. I used to hate him. I used to hate everything about him. Now that he's president. Love him. It's goddamn glorious. It is the funny... Because people uh, don't realize we've been electing Donald Trumps for a while now. You know, they just didn't have the... They just didn't have the, like, the, the freedom to say anything because they were career politicians. He just jumped right in, you know? Like, uh, check this out. This is, this is a guy who, uh, at one point in time, started his own line of steaks. He had Trump brand steaks that you could purchase exclusively through the Sharper Image catalog. <laughs> what? what the, well, while I'm shopping for VCRs and office chairs? That's hilarious. God damn. This guy's spending millions of dollars to make jokes, and I can respect that, you know? <laughs> Consider this. If, uh, if, if Trump repeals all of Obama's policies, rolls everything back to Bush era policies, or just whatever, just erases them, right, from the uh, legislative record, then Obama just becomes... Like an urban legend. You know? Did you hear we had a black president once? Why, you could go to the hospital whenever you pleased. <laughs> I hear he just walked around handing out cell phones. You know, if you say his name in the mirror three times, you qualify for welfare. Did you hear? See, and I get to enjoy shit like that because I have no concern for my life or anybody else's, you know? Like, you guys only care because you're, like, emotionally invested, like, personally. Like, you have friends that you uh, don't want to die or you personally, you know, all that. I don't fucking care. Fuck them. Like, if you didn't have to live on this planet. If you could watch Earth from TV, you'd be like, they elected who? This is going to be the best season yet. This is real good. It's just fucking f like, next season on Earth, is ISIS the Illuminati? Will Donald Trump fuck his daughter? <laughs> it's a suspenseful season, you know? 
Cliffhangers abound. That's great. I love it. So people, uh, they try to tell me how to do comedy a lot. <laughs> they tell me that I shouldn't do most of the things I do. Uh, see, look at that right there. Like they, they uh, this is a rule people try to push on me. They'll be like, you know, Zach, in comedy, you should never punch down. You should always punch up. And I'm not even sure if I fully understand the concept there, but I want to be a comic, right? So, like, I try to follow the rules. So, like, the other day, I was walking down the street, right? And uh, I started punching this really tall faggot right in his face. You know, he's just real tall. Just is the tallest, right? And this drunk white lady is like, that's offensive. And I was like, what kind of jokes do people want? <laughs> So, you know, I thought about becoming a pedophile. <laughs> but then I realized those kids have tiny dicks. <laughs> and they don't even get hard. That's bullshit. I'm not waiting around for a seven-year-old to thumb his limp dick in my ass, you know what I mean? I have better things to do than that. Hmm? Power bottom pedophile jokes, huh? Really changing the game. This guy hates it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, I'm, I'm not sorry. I... So, like, uh, one night I was, uh, I was out at this bar, and I'm wearing, like, a nice uh, pink collared shirt I found on the ground, right? I'm wearing it, and uh, this guy comes up to me. He's like, what are you, gay? You're wearing a pink shirt. What are you, some kind of queer? This wasn't in San Francisco, by the way, right? I was like, dude, no, that's ridiculous. I'm not, I'm not gay because I'm wearing a fucking pink shirt. I'm gay because I love cock, right? Because <laughs> I just want to devour all the cocks until I pass out from exhaustion, you know? <laughs> Whereas I have a dream that I'm strolling through a forest of dicks with a picnic basket. But there's no food in the picnic basket. It's full of dildos and lube, right? And I come across a clearing where there's a bear uh, trying to flip over a car made of licorice. Because I'm dreaming. I don't know how that shit works, okay? <laughs> I don't fucking get it. But anyway, I help him flip over this licorice car. And then he turns. He bends me over the car and just starts drilling me in the ass with this giant bear cock. It's like two foot of bear cock. Just ramming me, you know, fucking shifting my intestines and, you know, whatnot. Right? And his family come out and they're like eating porridge. I don't know dreams. I don't fucking whatever. Anyway, uh, he starts coming, right? This bear starts coming to my ass, like just gallons of bear cum getting pumped in, like, like so much bear cum that like I start vomiting bear cum, you know what I mean? Like, well, it's, it's like bile and then feces and then bear cum. That's how your gastrointestinal system works, right? So I start, I start vomiting bear cum, right? Uh, and this turns me on so much that I start coming, right? But I'm, I'm so full of bear cum by this point in time that I'm coming bear cum from my dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then I uh, wake up and I rub one out because that was a good dream, you know? <laughs> and none of that has anything to do with shirt colors. <laughs> I would like to 